No, 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 Mitch. We're going to play this one this week, baby. to Gate. This is episode 174. We're talking Stargate SG-1. The Get Into Gate team is here. My name is Mitch. Joining me, Brendan. Hello, mate. And Matty. I just thought I'd, I, I twisted it around. See, you didn't catch you Brill guys off. me. That was brilliant. Uh, did you guys bang, bang. Son of a hazmat. For those listening live, we're off for a couple of weeks <laughs> and you guys are back into it. We're here. We're back into the uh, Milky Way galaxy. We're kind of not. We're he- kind of heading up back into the Pegasus, but we'll get there. We're talking Prometheus Unbound, as you yeah, were a little bit of a hint there uh, with the opening music. Uh, so if you are joining us for the first time, we get into Gates. Uh, we're a couple of old school fans. Uh, usually we're introducing a first time watcher to the show. Not the case uh, at the moment. This season. Although it kind of is for me, and I'll get into a little bit why uh, once we get into reviewing the episode. But, you haven't um, seen it for 10 years. Basically, I mean, that's, that's it. What- all the listeners know, mate. <laughs> no, yeah. was not more specifically with this episode. Every, I, time, every time Mitch says I have no memory of this episode, drink. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mate, I've got a drink here, so I can do it mate, after I say. Why do you think I'm starved and I'm already fing empty? I need a <laughs> Four years of being drunk. No, but my my thing with this episode in particular, while I haven't seen, I have I had no idea this is where we meet um Elaine, Bala Bala. I had no Aaron idea. Sun. So you Claudia guys are Black. talking about this episode and I'm like, okay, Prometheus Unbound. Yeah, okay, they're heading towards uh, Atlantis, blah, blah, blah. Okay, what's going to stop them? Obviously, Super Soldier, cool. And then she popped up and I was genuinely surprised. Like I had no idea she was coming up. And I'm like, this is why I'm basically the first timer at the moment because mm. especially these later seasons, I reckon, yeah, probably season eight, nine and 10, I would have only ever seen once. Whereas the wow, first that's seven- that's some of my most watched. Yeah, right. No, Not first- me. I think the end of season eight, I've seen a couple of times that two-parter that we'll eventually get to, but um, yeah, oh, that's yeah. for obvious reasons once we get there. Anyway, let's crack mm. into the synopsis, what this episode's about, and then we'll, uh, we'll do a full debrief, guys. Let's just get in. Yeah, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> Lala Maldoran makes me want to debrief, so. Oh, mate, she can deep throat me okay. guys, single. you'll let her i mean you'll let her you I'll know. let her do it obviously <laughs> obviously you don't hold me grudges okay jackson embarks on a mission to search for the lost atlantis team aboard the starship prometheus but when an unseen super soldier boards the prometheus and incapacitates the crew only daniel is able to escape and if he is to save the prometheus he must now face the super soldier Alone. Speaking of speaking of that, with Daniel, how much did he just go, fuck super soldier and just bounce? Yep. Like he <laughs> did not even hesitate. He just <laughs> dived to the other side and all those poor guys just, for like, for all he knew, died. Yeah. Yeah. Because super soldiers before today. Take no prisoners, man. Yep. Yeah. Don't, no don't prisoners. use zats. I did yeah. love his moment when, um, you know, he's tied up on the bridge and it's like, yeah, oh, you've you've kept the wrong guy. I don't know anything about the ship. The super soldier's like, but you are very attractive. And he's oh. just like, 
<laughs> Sorry, what? Which, you know, if you think of it, I mean, you just said it, Brendan, but it's like, if, if you're going to let anyone in the Stargate universe, like, if, you, if you're going to let anyone sort of deep throat you, you'd want it to be a super soldier. Like, like they've already mm. got the gooey, gummy kind of mouth with all that KY in there anyway, so... Say hail Anubis again. So. <laughs> How could you say hail Anubis when your mouth is full? Like you know. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was a surprise. I'm like, okay, cool. And then it was like, ah, oh, quickly into a ah oh, shit. Because really? I know, when Lincoln's been on this show before, like, and I've made no secret. I love Claudia Black. If I watch Farscape, I think I would probably like her on that show. It was Aaron? Aaron. Aaron Sun. I would probably like that character. I just never. I never really liked Vala that much. And maybe it was, you know, for for the non-new watchers of the show, when eventually happens with her, happens, and there's other new characters or character that comes on board, I think she was the greater of two evils for me as far as new characters. And so I, you know, will like someone else better, so then she's worse. And I don't know, it was just kind of always a little bit too annoying for me. And, And there was already hints of that in this episode. And, you know, whether it was just a constant, like, I know I'm hot and I know you want to fuck me. And he's like, no, I totally don't. She's like, I get it. I know I'm beautiful. And I'd have sex with me too if I had the chance. He's like, it's not about that at all. Like, if anything, you're annoying and I want to shoot you. I get it. Stop trying to take my pants off. And I'm like, oh my God, what, what are we supposed to feel? I can't get past the idea that you're so annoying to maybe consider whether I find you attractive or not. I just want you to shut the hell up and leave my show. Obviously, you know, we, we haven't seen the last of her. Uh, like, she's a fun character and it, it provided a, a different hurdle, certainly, for, for, the, for Daniel and co to, to get past that we haven't really had before i guess but uh, it was just i don't know i just i just think vala overall provides just such a great fresh energy to the show like this late in the show oh there's definitely that yeah i absolutely love what she brings and i guess the thing you're missing and we'll get i guess brendan will find out how you feel about vala in a second but for me what i love so much about vala is because i'm such a big fan of claudia black's erin soon mm. Vala and Erin could not be more different. Like right. for, for four yeah. and a half years, like Claudia Black basically played Tilk on Peacekeeper on um on yeah. Farscape. So to see her change so dramatically into Vala, it just I just loved it so mm. much that I never found Vala like annoying or irritating. Like I just genuinely love and giggle with everything she does. Yeah, that's like, cool. Like this episode with the out of nowhere, the hand puppets. Can I have your ship? No. <laughs> you know, the the, Ch- the Cheshire cat grin, which was her choice as well. Like when Daniel like t- goes to get her out of the brig and she's just dead in there, just like, just those kind of choices. I just, I, that's, to me, that's something, that's this season with Jack not being around as much, it brings that irreverency that mm. we miss. Like that's yeah, something Jack enough. would do. You would open up mm. the door. And Jack would be making a stupid face or say something, you know, witty or, or odd or something like that. So that's why I just love this episode so much. And I remember being so excited for it to come because this is this is when I was watching Stargate on TV. It was playing, I think, Channel 7 late at night or whatever. And I knew this episode was coming and I knew this episode. And I was so excited. And then Channel 7 just completely fucking skipped it. They just Ugh. went straight to what? whatever was after. And then they played it as at the as the final episode of the season after like reckoning and threads and Mobius. Then they oh, played. Oh, gross! Yeah. 
I was I so annoyed having to wait so long for this episode because <clears> it's probably one of my most most watched of this season. Mm. For me personally, I think I understand why people who wouldn't watch who have who aren't fans of Farscape would really dislike Vala, especially going mm. forward. Mm. For me, being a Farscape fan, I was so excited because this is, and if you think about it, if it's live and the way it's intended in this season is that Claudia Black has a special appearance on SG1 and that's all you're ever going to see. Yeah. yeah. So, Cla- so Vala Maldoran is meant to be just this one-time only character. And for me, this... This is my favourite episode of yeah. Violet. Like, like Flash Gordon when he, when he brought up his Aris Bok. Yeah, for one exactly. So yeah. if Aris Bok comes back and all of a sudden he's part of SG-1, which would be pretty cool. But um, <laughs> I think Reese has mentioned that a few times. He's like, bring yeah, back Aris Bok. That'd be great. Flash, <laughs> But the, that's for me is like, this is, for me, this is the peak. I love this episode. I love what she brings. And it's exciting because you say Aaron Sun. But um, in hindsight, when the, when they say, "Oh, we're going to bring Claudia Black into SG One," I'm like, "Oh, I kind of regret that Vala is the character she has to play now." Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if if in hindsight, had they known that Claudia Black was going to come in season nine as a mainstay character through nine and ten, I, they definitely a hundred percent wouldn't have chosen this type of character. But because they dig this, they kind of they had to be in that narrow vein of this is where we have to go now, which I didn't dis I don't dislike. Well, I I don't want to get too far into spoilers, but I feel like she adds something that is missing in season nine and ten. A particular no, no, point I, of view and a particular no, I get it. sort of comedic timing. Yeah, I I know what you're saying. But for me it was I just don't think they would have made this particular choice. Because they've really, they set up her character very specific. I'm an ex-Tokra. I know how to use Nakwita devices. I'm dodgy. I'm extremely good at being deceptive. Like, these are all character character choices that they made for this one episode that I don't think they would have made if they're like, oh, we got Claudia Black for season eight, nine, uh, nine and ten. Sweet. I don't think yeah, they would have chosen cool. this character. And it's it's not a character that would have been written in season two. Like nothing would no. have been this, this broad of a comedy back then. Even yeah. Aris Bock was a bit of fun, but it wasn't that wasn't like a slapstick comedy like this like this was. Yeah, in saying that, I fing love Claudia Black. I love Aaron Sun. I love Vala in this episode. And I can understand why people wouldn't like her moving forward. Oh yeah, I I can definitely understand. But I like her. I do like it. Wouldn't be people's cup of tea. Yeah. Um, and that she is very polarizing, but I think some of the best characters are. So um, no, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a Vala stan. I wonder what it was exactly they obviously liked about her take on this character that you you would think that they probably could have gotten away with Brendan if like you were saying if they decide to bring her back for a much more permanent stay that they go, okay, you know what? We can't have that every episode. Mm. We're going to change it. They probably could have gotten away with it for this character based on who she was in this episode. Like you think when she was first introduced, we didn't even know it was her. It's a super soldier and it's just death, 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 death. And you, we think so until it's like, why didn't that super soldier for me, like actually watching it, thinking it was a super soldier. I'm like, why didn't the super soldier kill Daniel? Like that's just what they do. Why is it using a zap? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Then, then takes the helmet off and it's her. And it's like, just kidding. I'm not going to hurt you. 
but I will and I'll hurt everyone <laughs> you, unless you do this for me. And then it was like, okay, I'm totally not. Look, okay, this is the reason why I do everything. It's for, I do bad for good reasons. Okay, look, it's my, my yeah. planet. I'm trying to help us out. And then eventually it's like, okay, okay, that wasn't the truth. But then this. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. the point where once you did it the third or fourth time and I'm like, okay, I'm just, I just don't believe anything you have to say. I reckon there's probably elements of truth in every story you've told of your store, of your origin or whatever mm. and your background but I don't believe any one story over mm. another. So they probably could yeah. have, if they brought her back and went, okay, we're going to need to bring down the, the, the comedic style a little bit uh, and the wackiness. And that could have just have been another character you were playing within that character. Yeah. Um, you know, Vala was pretending to be somebody else and pretending to be a certain type. And we're going to smarten you up the real you. That's going to stay in the show for a little while. Yeah. I still feel like she gets even quirkier. Yeah. More- series moves on even with the pigtails and mm. and all of it you're like why are you doing this yeah. <laughs> like, <why? laughs> and i like... think I, I i remember very little about you know ongoing really um for nine and ten but i do remember moments like in this when she's sitting next to daniel going come on i know you want me and what about it and he's like no thanks i'm like i remember that because it seems pretty consistent throughout seasons nine and ten that she's like yeah all right dan come on i know you're keen he's like no still not Um, i think i think her best moment and it's a great uh gif as well is i'm going to go crazy and i'm taking you with me yeah, <laughs> like there is a lot of that so going good. on, and I did yeah. I did enjoy that. Like I I I miss having those moments where, like you said, the the Jack character type annoys the shit out of Daniel. But at least they had their history. It was like Daniel understood why he was annoyed. He still got annoyed. He knew that he shouldn't because he knew what Jack might have been doing to him. But that was what that was. Whereas this, he was getting annoyed by it. And I probably appreciated having that aspect of it. Like mm. someone as smart and as capable yeah. as Daniel yeah. still not having the upper hand um, from someone who was in custody at the time, he was still very much <laughs> not in control of the situation. Uh, I think I'll, one I... thing you would have missed as well is you referenced it before is, is the reveal of Vala being underneath, you mm. know, the super soldier. That's actually an homage to when we first see her in Farscape. Oh, right. Is, Basically, her introduction is that is she's just this amorphous blob in all this sort of black armor and then takes it all off and reveals to be this sort of beautiful, beautiful woman underneath that sort of surprises the main character in the show. So, yeah, and she kicks the shit out of him too. Yeah, kicks the shit out of him. So um, I did love that little bit of, um, little bit of a nod and wink um, yeah. to anyone who'd, who'd watched both shows. And that's what I mean. Like, that's what um, this, this was just going to be a standalone episode and to bring her back, I think, was great. Um, for nine and ten, but it's just an interesting choice. I love Farscape so much, and both of those people who come into it. Yeah, well, obviously, obviously uh, we're trying to get a little bit iffy around spoilers, but yeah. the difference between nine and ten were two very different circumstances as well in terms of what they did. And yeah, we'll but yeah, get we'll, to that. we'll get to that eventually. But anyway, but, um, my, uh, apart from another great, another great um, special appearance. Don S. Davies is back, General yeah, Hammond. Yeah. Oh, damn, I was excited about that. I forgot about that bit. Yeah. That opening scene's great. Is it you start with sort of the Jack and Daniel, and Daniel's like, basically, Jack! he's hold, holding his breath. He's like, I'll quit if you don't let me go. Yeah. Like, that's all great. <laughs> Why don't you like, hold your breath? <laughs> and it's just like, boom. You want your chair back, sir? <laughs> Actually, I do. <laughs> like, literally, not figuratively, literally. That whole scene, like, could have been 
in one of their imaginations. Like the, yeah. the, he walks in and Hammond's <laughs> just there. He's like, I didn't know you were coming. And it's like, how would there not be 10 memos about that? But I don't care. I'm, I'll go with it because it's Hammond. And even for me, like watching these episodes, I still feel like I haven't seen him for a really long time. It's really weird. Um, mm. Like obviously we're probably not seeing twice as long now that we're you know, interjecting um, Atlantis in between our SG1 episodes. But it felt, it was, I don't know, it was like a nice warm welcome back with him. But the fact that he was there and then he's like, oh, do you want your chair back? He's like, yes, I do. And then it was like, you know what? I, that mission you just said you wanted to go on, I really want you to come on that mission. And Jack, you've got no mm. say in it. And, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, this all, he just seems too... Maybe it's because he's been working for the homeworld situation and he's just got more confidence in his position or whatever. But he was just so, this is what's happening. There's no arguments. There's no discussions like we usually have. And I'm not going to go with what you think, even though that's what I've always done, just with my <laughs> yeah, supervision. Totally. He's just bang, Access bang, bang, bang. Like this happened. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I was Request glad that it denied. was all real. But then to see him just jump on the ship, he's like, I put too many of you in danger along the way. And I'm not going to. Yeah, do I liked that again. all of those nods. Yeah. yeah, all that kind of you know. I've sent a lot of women, you know, men and women into the into the front lines, and some have never made it back. And then Dan, and then Daniel's like, "But you never left anyone behind, have you?" Hammondy's like, "That's right." And I'm like, "That's not right, no, <laughs> at all." <laughs> like SG11 died so many times. Yeah. Well, they're like they're AWOL. Who cares? Yeah. I know that. My favorite matter of time those people got <laughs> yeah. left behind like that was season one <laughs> my Two, favorite hammond moment one. was when he's like he's he's rings back and he's unconscious and it's like they said reynolds you're gonna have to give him cpr and there's just that long pushing and he's just like what <laughs> like it's the most horrible thing he's ever had to do in his entire life yeah Yes, well, I, I started to watch it with like some 2020 goggles in that point and like just a bit at the start where the super soldier who's obviously a male super soldier that why wouldn't it be they all have been if they've got a gender at all it's a it's a it's a male and he turns around he's like you're a very attractive man and daniel's like uh, he's like yeah <laughs> you know but and then like asserted itself more as if i'm you know let's get it on he's like oh that's disgusting oh my god oh my god and i get that it was more about the fact that he was some kind of disgusting jelly monster yeah. rather than being a guy but then at the end where like their superior on this mission is unconscious and it's like you're gonna like resuscitate him he's like ew like put my man mouth on his man mouth gross that's like totally gay and i'm like all right there's been two weird moments where it's like oh guys and guys kissing uh, icky um, but obviously that's not what it was but I just started to feel like I started getting like stupid 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 2020 yeah. vision I'm like are you saying are you saying that two guys kissing is disgusting and I'm like stop thinking like that you're surrounded oh God, by two people I'm gonna people. go on social media and virtue signal the shit out of this episode <laughs> the fact that you didn't say that two gay guys kissing is beautiful means that <laughs> you hate there's it. anything wrong with that yeah like, what's what they should have done after each of those sentences yeah exactly <laughs> unless you say you love it you definitely hate it no that's not it's not at all what i'm saying well it totally is because that's where we live right now if you don't like a guy sucking your cock then you are just a horrible person <laughs> is it though i mean if, right, you don't, if you don't nut it's disrespectful <laughs> <laughs> um a little bit of interesting trivia i read about this episode and i think it checks out this is the first time Daniel's been on board Prometheus that we've seen. The only other time we've seen Michael Shanks on Prometheus is in Grace when he was like, you know, a figment of Sam's imagination. 
But mm. this is the this is the first of season eight. This is a, so like Prometheus introduced midway through season six. Obviously, I was not there for that. So there yeah. were no Daniel Jackson onboard Prometheus episodes the entirety of season seven. And now here we are halfway through season eight. And he's finally got an episode oh, Atlantis. on Prometheus. Nanda is so my, keen. That blew my mind. I was yeah. like, oh my God, how has he not done more on Prometheus? Yeah, because you kind of think, oh, he's gone out with um, Jonas Quinn and that at the, at the start of this season. Oh, sorry, at the start of season seven. Season seven. Mm-hmm. And they were on Anubis' they were ship. On, yeah, Anubis', yeah. Anubis ship. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that just blew my mind that this is sort of, you know, the first time we've we've seen Daniel Jackson on board Prometheus. That. Mm. Was Walter and, was Walter with Hammond in the end of season in um, Lost City? I wanna say yes. Yeah, I feel sure like he was. Because I, like I think we mentioned it that he brought that he brought Walter with him. Yes, Walter's coming to to Atlantis. Yeah. Now we don't have to <laughs> that show that for great. spoilers, but. Because of Vala, they go back to Earth. Is that right? Well, because the Next ship episode. was damaged. Because the, the ship was so right. badly damaged, the hyperdrive yeah. and, the, and the weapons and the shields and stuff, they had to scrub the mission. But I did some map, and this is something that I just want to bring to our attention that we can put a pin in it for later on when we get more information because I don't want to spoil anything for Mitch. But they say here that when they detect the, sub, like the, the distress call, it's 50 light years away and they can be there in about 20 minutes. So if they can travel Jeez. 50 light years in 20 minutes, they can travel. That's better than a Borg conduit. Mate. Pretty much. But it's still I, like, well, I jumped on the great people conversion.com and worked and worked <laughs> that math out for us at that speed. If that is their maximum speed, it would take them just over two years to get to Pegasus. Hmm. So that, that does not check out. Maybe Based it's the type of jump they do in the calculation. Yeah, so that's what I want to put a pin in in terms of... Because um, they do say it's the, the Prometheus now has an Asgard hyperdrive, but it mm. appears Asgard have... It's never directly said that Asgard have two types of hyperdrive engines. There's a normal hyperdrive and there's an there's a intergalactic hyperdrive, which they use for travelling in between galaxies. Yes. So I'm wondering if maybe it's like once you leave a galaxy and you're crossing the void between two galaxies, you can kick in that that faster engine. Mm. You just can't use it inside the inside a galaxy. I don't know, but it's something that I want to bring up um, maybe towards the end of the season. Yeah, well, that's like um, when Thor picks up O'Neill and says, "We need your help," and then he's like, "Oh, we got to pick up a few things," and then he just kind of swipes that egg across yeah. the screen and, and we're Earth back it's in front like, of Earth. Hang on. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, that's the type of shit they can do. But And we don't ever find out, they don't ever say a number in this episode about how long they expected to take to get there, did they? No, not no. at all. They not do later, all. but not this episode. Yeah, because yeah, right. it's basically, it is said in a later season that uh, the Pegasus galaxy is 3 million light years from Earth. Um, so that's, that's what I'm working on in terms of um, doing that calculation of... 50 light years every 20 minutes. So 3 million light years would be 2.3 years. Mm. And it's like, that's just not a trip around the block. That's. No. 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 I mean, yeah, you'd be pretty happy with that in reality. From 97 to now, you'd be happy with two years to get to Pegasus. Yeah. Because mm. <laughs> the closest, 
I think it was something like I calculated it the other day. You talk about Voyager, the Voyager one and two that we shot off in the seventies to go to the outer oh, rim of Damn, not okay. not Star Trek, but the Damn actual <laughs> ships, the real ships that we shot up into Jupiter and Saturn. They've been going since the seventies, and they're the fastest vehicles that humans have ever created. Mm. So to get to the closest to the star, the the next star, with the, I think is Sirius A or B or some shit, at the current travel that they're going, it's going to take forty thousand years to get there. <laughs> wow, that's the fastest thing we've ever made. That's the first, That's the closest star to us. That's just absurd. Yeah, anyway, that's crazy. We need we need some subspace technology or wormholes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there. I, 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 once I started thinking about that, my head started to <coughs> about that sort of shit. Like, <laughs> just <laughs> size, the size of just everything out there. When you look up, yeah, phenomenal. Hey, um, so speaking of controversial characters, like we were earlier about Vala, how does everyone sit up with Novak, the hiccup girl? No. Oh, as a first timer in inverted commas, yeah, <laughs> she shit me real quick. That was such an odd choice. Yeah, like we spent a lot of time mm. on her hiccups. Yeah, I don't know. I and yeah, like I didn't hate her as we, much. You know how like she starts to hiccup, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna hate this chick. Yeah, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hate her as much as I thought I would. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. But yeah, no. It was. Yeah. I just overall, you kind of think, oh, this is an odd odd choice to just yeah. devote that much screen time for really no payoff because i mean spoiler alert we, we see her a couple more times but she mm. doesn't become like a walter or a Sila or anything like that no she's more like one of the other guys like a couple of cameos yeah but you know do, doesn't even get like a full episode like you know felger and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff the so, yeah. origin of the hiccups yeah. <laughs> That's what we needed. Stargate Origins hiccups. <laughs> Novak hiccups. Stargate Origins Novak in college. <laughs> Doing a dissertation. PhD. Yeah. PhD. So there's a, there was one thing that stood out to me in this episode that shit me to no end. <laughs> um, and that was about uh, what's his name? The the guy who didn't want to do CPR on Hammond was it Reynolds? Reynolds is it? I thought it was yeah. Simmons or something. Anyway. No, no, Simmons, Simmons is old. Simmons is old. That's right. Um, <laughs> Simmons is cute. <laughs> okay, so he and his team. I think get, I don't know where you're going with this. Get ringed to the Alcash. Then Hammond and his team get ringed to the Alcash. So stand on the ring platform and you'll get ringed back to Prometheus. Yes. And then it's like. There you know what I mean, Mitch? So if you're standing on a ring platform and yeah. someone rings down, it's been that way since the Stargate movie. Yeah. You both swap locations. Yes. Yeah. And it happened in this episode where Hammond threw the the crystals the, uh, crystals onto the platform from the from the uh, the cargo, cargo ship, I think it was. Yeah. And then old mate Simmons, who isn't Simmons, rings Reynolds. down the Reynolds. The crystals are gone, and he appears there, and the crystals are back on the Alcash. So you yeah. swap positions if you ring. Yeah. Ring so as yeah. as you know the as yeah. the um, super soldier slash Vala is beaming the other people onto the Alcash, ringing them. They could have. Oh, sorry, ringing. She yeah. like SG three could have just stood 
on the ring platform and as the next lot of come back. prisoners comes in they would have come back in the place and they had their weapons you see them holding their p90s yeah yeah so i thought the same thing i'm like they could have just gone back in but i'm thinking the only thing that would have stopped them is they were maybe concerned about friendly fire like if they come in and try to figure out where the the super nah, soldier is and try and take it out move are they gonna hit <laughs> other people but it's like if that was sg1 they take they take the chance oh, they would totally they, take that opportunity because they i think they ringed in first and then there was a they ringed in a pile of bodies so they were dragging them off the platform yeah and so they missed their opportunity when hammond ringed in with his team and they were fully lucid and awake conscious i'm like why didn't you stand there what are you doing mm. have us some kind of insurgents team and i mean maybe that yeah they were just bitched out that they didn't want to fight the super soldier That's yeah. like or are they or are they going oh hammond's in command we've got to get his approval before we do that it's like yeah, really probably. You know? classic S- simmons sg1 wouldn't <laughs> classic simmons who's reynolds let <laughs> <laughs> me just write that simmons? down simmons was the nid guy that got space simmons He's the guy that shot Jack in um, our, our favourite episode, <laughs> Desperate Measures. I don't know who Reynolds is. <laughs> but who's Simmons? Simmons is old. <laughs> Should have been out of the game years ago, but he can't go home because he hates his wife. Uh... The other thing that I thought was weird is Vala's... <laughs> Vala had like the Zaytark ring weapon. Yeah, right. But she used it as a healing device, which we've never seen before. Mm. That was interesting. Yeah, I, I was thinking, um, yeah, because obviously we've seen the healing device in Thor's hammer, where yeah, the little waffle. old love does the the waffle thing. Yeah, and, and like, I was um, thinking back in I think it is season two, uh, line of duty. I think with um, where where Joel and I's first appearance. Oh, with the, the um, the assassin guy. Yeah, what's the name of the assassins? Not Al Kesha's. There. Lincoln's going to kill us. Yeah, he is. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, he comes yeah. in, but he's got kind of the three-pronged fidget spinning spinner looking. That's thing. right. Yeah. So the one I that she's it was got. This. No, the one that she's got is the one that Osiris and Martuf. When Martuf was the um, Zaytark and he was trying to yeah. kill the president, that's the weapon that yeah. He had and I always knew that was a weapon. I'm going, why is she using yeah. a weapon? Really and nice. then Os- Osiris used to get in Shimmera. She's <laughs> she Shimmera. used to be Shimmera. Oh, these um, in this yeah, and now I guess maybe they they'd lost the old prop or didn't want to use it because the last time we saw the the waffle, like the healing waffle, mm. was um, Meridian when Sam and and Jacob tried to use it on on uh, oh, Daniel yeah. Daniel when he was dying. I think that's the last time we've seen it. Uh, yeah, it is. I googled it. Ashrak. Ashrak. Thank you, Mitchell. Thank you. Holy Holy Munner is going to be so um. glad that someone finally <laughs> fucking googled something <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> We thank uh, if anything name? money Holly. penny from mine man yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what I was thinking Alcash Ashrak yeah Ashrak <laughs> first start with A we were yeah. close we were there close as we were going to get yep it's been Good a while since we've seen one we're okay um, the other kind of thing that I picked up on which was I think the CGI team really let everybody down was when even um Vala says if you shoot me in this suit it still dissipates yes. does that now, shot is and he that goes not if I shoot you in the, the head truth? 
No, that's is that truth. a lie? That's because that's why. Well, because that's something that you brought up in um, evolution. Is why when Jacob was dressed up as the um, the super soldier, the super soldier, why he didn't keep the wetsuit on. I just think he didn't like the wetsuit. Yeah, <laughs> but that's that's that was my argument: is keep it on because you can't be killed by a Zap Nicotel if you're wearing that that wetsuit. And she but, even said that. She says this in this episode. If you shoot me, it's not going to work. On you know, because I'm but wearing then it a suit. Does. And he, he says shoots, he shoots her in the ass. While that's she's what I'm saying. The, C- and... the CGI let her down. Let them down. But also Daniel, like Michael Shanks, like from the angle that they were at, he couldn't have shot her in the head. Like he was down on the ground because he'd been headbutted. Well, fucking blame Andy McKee, mate. She not was, Daniel yeah, Jackson. she was. She was bent over. The, oh, well, that's the first time you've 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 uh, pr- protected Michael Shanks, and I've gone for it. <laughs> Because um, she's no been part of the Daniel. console, so yeah, that's she my was. thing. Is, she sure was. Could it potentially be that the Zat doesn't affect the super soldier inside, and it's not the actual suit that protects him? Have we ever actually seen the suit protect anyone from a Zat blast who isn't a super soldier? I'm gonna say that's, yes. This is just me playing, playing devil's advocate. Like I don't have a, yeah, a dog in Tilk. fight. Tilk shot him like a hundred times with the Zat. The first time you see a super soldier. Shoots him with the staff weapon, then gets up, shoots him a hundred times with the zat, and yeah. he falls down eventually. And you're like, it actually took it was just he's, he had He's a actually just a coronary. Yeah, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Was that the suit dissipating the zat, or was it just the su- the undead super soldier inside not being affected by it? Well, that's what I was wondering. Because mm. well, I'll, I'll, I'll take you a zat and raise you a super soldier weapon. Well, Why yeah, didn't that affect the, her? Or the staff weapon. Like um, like, like in the moment you're talking about when Teal'c is shooting the super soldier with the staff weapon, you definitely see it absorbing the staff weapon. Yeah. No, you so, definitely... He sh- then he shoots him with the Zat a hundred times and he eventually goes down. Yeah, yeah, but I'm you saying... see that same effect. Oh, do you? Yeah. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Is that because he's a super soldier or is that because he's wearing the armour? Uh, I think it's a hundred percent the mm. armour. Yeah, so I think yeah, no, it is I... because if that guy, like the only reason that they can even hold them together is because they got a gold in their neck. Other than that, genetically speaking, if they didn't have a gourd, they'd just be just terrible hosts. Mm. You know what I mean? Like they just goo plastered together quickly, mm. shove a gourd, shove a shove a gourd in there, and put a suit on them, and they're good to go. Yeah. The good drones. Yeah, it's, it's just obviously ta- plays into what Mitch was saying earlier in terms of you don't know what to believe with Vala. Like everything's a lie with a little bit of truth in mm. there. So it's like, was she lying or was she not? Because we do see her getting zatted in the ass. Like, yeah. and she collapses. So yeah, it, it does raise a question, definitely. It should have, he should have, I mean, the director should have aimed the CGI at her head. Oh, hey. Stuff. And hold on That's a second. Saying. Later on, when Daniel is on the planet be playing Hans Olo, <laughs> mm. uh, he doesn't have the lycra on. He just has the armor piece and that absorbs Tanat's energy blast. See, I just think he didn't so have the arm bit of it either. He had what? He had the gauntlets. He had the I thought the he had shoulder. the pants. Oh, I didn't I thought know. he had the pants and the torso, but just not the arm bit. I thought he had the arm gauntlets and then the shoulder armor and he was holding a zat. Daniel was holding a zat, wasn't he, in that scene? Yeah, but I thought he had the pants and the torso, but just not 
He just wanted to show off the Daniel guns. He's been working out with Chris Judge, mate. <laughs> he needs to show him off. The, the pecs did stand out when he was in the when he was in the lift with Novak. The pecs, there was some serious mm. pec definition there. Yeah, mm. just been doing a lot of chest presses. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't have the the thing you see where like the the sleeve was just folded up, just a couple of rolls. Yeah, with a pack of Winnie Reds underneath. <laughs> <laughs> How did you yeah, enjoy it, Hans Olo Mitchell? Yeah, I thought that was fun. I'm trying to think of what um, what other movie it reminded me of where they they drop in. Uh, oh, it's probably like Back to the Future, where he goes and he's like mm. Eastwood, Clint, Clint Eastwood. Eastwood. Well, you're probably thinking of earlier how he's like Skywalker, Luke Skywalker. That yeah, was Jack O'Neill in that's right. Yeah, that was cool. Um, See, no, you I know liked... what? You know what irks me a bit, Mitch, is you know when you're growing up and you become a fan of Star Wars and you realize it's not Hans Olo, it's Han Solo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it made me wonder if if Kimber knew this. Was there ever any moment that it was a doubt? Probably because like, we watched yeah. Die Hard first. It was all about Hans. Oh, yeah, of you know. course, of course. I think yeah. it was definitely yeah. With the German name Hans. Yeah. John. Well, see, There's no for one called me, Han. for me, I mean, I had a different experience. My first um, experience of Star Wars was like the 1990 something remastered version of Episode Four. Me too. Where there's, where there's that whole scene added in the middle where you see Jabba and he's in in the docking bay talking to Han. Han walks over his tail. He did not. He did that one after the prequels, I thought. Oh. He, no, he shot... I no, because I had, that, I had that, that on VHS. I had that on VHS. That scene's in the VHS? Yeah. yeah. In yeah. the 97 special edition. Of yeah, the remastered. I never he's in, watched he's it. in the gold slipcover. And the only yeah. reason I knew that his name oh, was Han... the 94 one. Ah, uh, the only reason I knew his name was Han was because there's a, the moment in that where as Jabba is speaking like Hutties or whatever it is, he says, Han, Han Mabuki. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the only reason I knew without a doubt that he was Han, not Hans. Mm. Yeah, I'm but pretty that, sure. That, I was just like, ooh, do, are they aware of that or do I just accept it? and be That happy? would be a nice yeah. little nod. <laughs> imagine, think, if, imagine if Daniel legitimately thought that that was his name. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's like what I felt like. He said, "Like we know Daniel? that Tilk, we know that Tilk's watched Star Wars like nine times or whatever. Maybe Tilk as well thinks that it's Hans Olo." Yeah. <laughs> I think too. Um, uh, just about other people naming it. I think they've changed it officially, but early on in the Fast and Furious movies, the um, the Asian guy that's always eating Han. Um, oh, yeah. uh, the, the, the Brad Pitt style from Ocean's Eleven. Um, he he was only ever known by Han. Uh, they never said his full name, but then one stage where, like, you know, The Rock maybe in Number Five, where he's looking at uh, looking, they're they're hunting them. Uh, either way, there's like his information's up on a screen, or maybe it was after his character died or something, and he was listed as Han Solo. And no. I was like, oh, it's a bit of fun. But I think since then they've they've given him an <laughs> official surname, and it's like much more traditional Japanese than like just calling this guy Han Solo. Um, but Solo Nakamura. Yeah, yeah, something like that. What I did like about that scene though, that felt a bit, and I guess the Hans Olo sort of stuff worked uh, as far as being a, um, you know, a, a smuggler or whatever. But that felt kind of, not universe building, but just a different look at the Stargate universe. Because for us, it's either been, you're either poor peasants 
who are just farmers and stuff, whether or not you know about the Gould or not, you're either very poor or you're a very advanced race that may or may not have known about intergalactic gate travel at this point, or you do and you've never heard of the Gould or whatever. Like you're all aware of this sort of this overlord evil force and race of the Gould that either do affect you to a bad point or you kind of found a way to work with them or whatever. And that's kind of about it. You either are you are or you aren't. I know that we mentioned Aris Bock and he was a bounty hunter and that but we didn't really we only knew the character himself. We didn't get a real feel of what he was doing, what he's a part of. Whereas when Daniel And it was now, still very connected to the Goa world in terms yes, of yeah. the Gould had been to his planet and blah blah yeah. blah. He had Nakwada hunt like Nakwada detectors and stuff like that. Whereas when Daniel sort of, you know, un inadvertently on his own, you know, unwilling um, for his, uh, for himself, landed on this planet because Vala had punched in the, um, the coordinates and put it onto autopilot. He lands, goes down, there's two very alien-looking characters, which is good, it wasn't just two yeah. humans, and mm. they're looking to smuggle stuff. And it was just like, it was just, a, it was just a deal between a couple of different pirates. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's cool that this is going on because that's very Star Wars, like that's going on, or you know, any other... I imagine any other sort of sci-fi show that's set in a wider galaxy, you've just got, you know, um, you know, Firefly or something. There's, this shit's going on. There's just people smuggling. <clears throat> Instead of doing country to country, mm, we're doing planet to planet, but we haven't ever really seen that side. Like, it's just been about, hey, there's a war going on between the Gould. You've got the Asgard, but they're in a different galaxy and they kind of get involved. But other than that, things are just the way they are. It's either slugs mm. in your belly or your head or not. And <laughs> that's, that's the galaxy. Like, that's it. You're either under control th or they haven't got I you. I think Aris Bock. I think Aris Bock was so long ago too. This is a little bit refreshing because I think it also this episode helps sell next season when we're introduced to the Lucian Alliance. Yeah. It makes that feel like a more natural progression. I think if we didn't have this yeah. episode with that, the Lucian Alliance great sort of you know side tertiary adversary for for Earth. Mm. It does help ease us into that like it makes it more believable yeah i think for me anyway still shit but yeah i see what you're saying yeah they're not great they're not a great sort of adversary but um but it, this episode and seeing vala making these deals with um these other guys it does um it does help sort of build that world that mitch was talking about like that stuff outside of you know slaves and Gua'uld and jafar there's other crap going on hmm Hey, going back to your uh, hypothesis about was it either the super soldier or the suit? <laughs> oh, God, he has left it alone. Here we go. No, no, I'm talking about, like, take that example and give you this example. Mm. Daniel Jackson puts on the super soldier P90 attachment and shoots Vala in the back with it. You know how they have the attachment? Several, several times on the several bridge, times. yeah. Yeah. Nothing happens. So I'm like... I was at that point thinking it was because she's human, you know, not obviously knowing that's what I, I would assume. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, what, that weapon must be targeted towards just... for me. I thought they explained that weapon went through, managed to get through the fabric or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, mm. or is it just a disabled oh, super soldier hey, inside hey, the hey. suit? That does take me back to evolution because remember they have to take him down with uh, a dart and she says something about it has to penetrate the trinium fibers and blah blah and yeah. it's personal force field so 
maybe it's the personal force field that was blocking all the um, weapons fire. Vala didn't have that. And maybe it was a lie that the wetsuit blocked his drafts. I don't know. Mm, it's worth some more investigation. It's just that like the, that gun attachment should have, if it kills a super soldier, it should kill Vala Maldoran. That's my thought. But it's but because she's Daniel's... human. Yeah, because Daniel kind of confirms that when he says, like, before she's taken off helmet, he's like, he's like, uh, you're not a super soldier because that should have killed you. So maybe the super soldier attachment only kills things that are affected by the, that um, cube that of death. genetics. I guess so. Well, the reanimation cube of death thing. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so maybe it's only people that have been affected by that. Yes. That it, that it attacks. The ancient cube of mm. immortality. But it is, <laughs> it is a bit of a hit and miss because in, in Lost City, aren't they firing like standard bullets at, um, at the super soldiers as well? And because they have that attachment, they're dying. Whereas this time around, it's, it's just an energy pulse. So it's, yeah, it is very wishy-washy. I feel like the CGI lets the writing down a fair bit. Because mm. well, it's funny like, that they, they talk says, about the suit will not like you can't zap me in the suit, and he goes, "Well, I'll shoot you in the head." So you're like, "Ah," uh-huh. mm. and then the CGI shoots her in the butt, and she goes down. I just feel like yeah. Nikita should probably should have well, done a better job with going, guys. It's in the head. We've already mentioned. Well, that. and the, mm. they have the shot, obviously. Like Nikita didn't give them the shot to do that because he had Daniel on the ground shooting upwards at her ass. You could even see her head in the shot. Mm. like in the frame because she was sort of hunched over at, at the console. So yeah, that's the yeah. only thing that makes me think it was a bluff on, on Vala's behalf because he does zap her later on, but by then he's already taken that suit off and put her in the fatigues. But it's like, if it doesn't mm. block the zap, then why would he take her out of the, fati- out of it and put her in the fatigues? So yeah. Yeah, it is. It's very unclear. Because he wanted to see. But her. I guess. Fishisha. You know, they. they <laughs> <laughs> Vagine. <laughs> um, they do obviously talk about uh, in the audio commentary how, you know, this was the second unit. No one was looking. They kind of just did whatever they want. And it is a fairly popular episode with the fandom, I think. So, yeah, they probably weren't expecting that much um, sort of focus and, um, and you know. Figuring out what was Yeah, because sci-fi viewers don't really take much notice of things, do they? No, never. We don't. We don't overanalyze. And don't nitpick. <laughs> I feel like we. Yeah, we forgive. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're oh, fine. it's forgivable. Yeah. But <laughs> I just, you just want to know who to blame. I think that's it. That's, yeah. that's who you want to. Yeah. Well, I do have something that'll help you there, um, Brendan. If you'd like to wheel. The piano boys. Oh no, Get you didn't. It's time for another reading with high pitch. Graham's back. So this episode is Graham credited... back, or is his com- is his keyboard broken? Oh, who knows? He rocks the keyboard now because it's COVID. Yeah, it's easy to, to travel around with. Yeah, you know, you don't want to be dragging a baby piano in. You know, I'm <laughs> I'm on the second floor. How the hell are you yeah. gonna do a piano up here? Can't manage. Um, so this episode, uh, credit writer is Damien Kindler. Now they say, although Damien Kindler is credited as having written the episode, he insists it was a collaborative effort with executive producer writer Robert Cooper. Cooper. 
No. Tim Cooper. <laughs> you you would have known. It had all the hallmarks of Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> Kindler says, really, this all came about because a suggestion he made. We had already done four great stories involving the ship sets, and Robert said that we still had all the sets and loads of special shots involving the ship. It'd be great to do another Prometheus episode. We discussed the kind of episode it should be, and I produced a draft script very quickly within two weeks. However, at that point, I had started working on Reckoning. Robert then took my script, did a polish on it, bumped up the comedic elements, and off we went. So, although my name is up there, Robert deserves that honour too. Does he, though? So, uh, you can blame so. any inconsistencies, we can just blame Cooper. Simple as that. Makes sense, then. Should have should have led with that. <laughs> <laughs> How did you um? How did you all thanks, feel Graham. about the fight? Obviously, you, oh yeah, thanks, Graham. Uh, obviously, you guys love to make fun of the uh, the emancipation fight. How did how did you feel about the Daniel Vala fight? I quite enjoyed it. Um, I really liked it the first time I watched it. This I just noticed. I think I just noticed all the cuts and the different shots more than anything this time around. And I, I mean, comparing it to Emancipation is ridiculous. <laughs> this is so much better yeah. but i just love the moment it's just where, funny like, it's got Harlow, that comedic you know yeah like it's, it's shot like it's a real fight like the only thing that was missing is them like slapping hands at each other basically yeah. um, well he punches the, the... glass well first of all he punches her or he elbows her in the face <laughs> and like yeah. we, were, we were actually watching it as a family and we, they were like oh <laughs> And he's like, will you hit well, me? Was that, that Michelle <laughs> yeah. Pfeiffer moment from Batman Returns. You hit me. I'm yeah. a woman. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm bad. No, yeah. I actually, I was going to say, like, when you he's think about, <laughs> when you think about, oh, I, guess, I was going to say, when you think about when it was made, but I guess you would be able to get away with it. I don't know. Like, I, I, well, she hit first. That's what I'm saying. I like that. Like, they're in a full-on fight. It was equal. Mm. It was nothing to do about whether he was a man or she was a woman. They were in a fight for this major control of this huge ship. And if she punches, then what? Well, he's not going to take control of like the most advanced yeah. piece of human technology mm. on the planet because she's yeah. a woman. Of course, he's going to punch her back. Like, there's nothing yeah. wrong and with it. And it's like it's Tilk. Like it was Tilk versus Vala. He punch her and her head would cave in. So, like, yeah, obviously, that's yeah. not going to happen. So, you know, there are, it's, it's the Daniel, floppy hat guy from season one. Like, yeah. <laughs> he should have, like, really kind of, like, shook his wrist. Like, ow. Yeah, yeah. that would be good. You know what I mean? My favourite moment is when she punches <laughs> him over his console and his legs go out into that big V oh, yeah. as he goes over the back of the console. For some reason, that gets me every single time. <laughs> it's the close-up. It's the kind of punch into the camera that, that's on her shot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then, the and then she like ducks. The frame. Later on, she ducks. He punches the glass. I don't know what that glass is, by the way. <laughs> Emergency punch sign. And then she whacks yeah. him with the fire extinguisher in the groin. I mean, if Carter had have done that in Emancipation, oh. different story. Bloody hell, different story. <laughs> Would have been in the top, in the top eight, uh, not seven, obviously. Did love the, the moment eight. where. <laughs> I did love the moment where Daniel's watching Vala on the um, on the security camera, like when she's in the um, in the brew, and he's there doing like that. I'm crushing your head. I'm crushing yeah. your head thing, like on the screen. I'm like, it's just so petty and stupid, and for yeah. nobody but him. 
me I enjoyed that. That's Get just you, so bitch. fun, dude. That's the kind of shit I'd do. I'd be like, knowing <laughs> <laughs> she, hello, I can see you. No, I yeah. think they just got, they just have really great uh, chemistry. Those two, Shanks and and Claudia. Yeah, it's the way they go. Phenomenal, at it. and um, and even later on as well. Thing. That's why she comes back. It's in Shanks' yeah. contract. That, that Claudia Black's in it now. <laughs> I can figure out how Otherwise to do he'll it. quit. Had with female characters in the past on the show because I, I hadn't watched much of, much of it. And um, my excuse is that those who work in TV don't have time to watch it. So I said, you know, I'm sorry, I, ha I haven't watched much of Sargate. And he said, well, you know, I don't know, she had a wife and she died and everyone's partners die on this show. And I said, well, what, what do you want me to bring to your canvas? What haven't you done yet that you'd like to do? Or basically, what, how can I serve you in this episode? And I think oh, you almost had a heart dream. attack. Yeah, the, the kind of words that he's not used to hearing. Yeah, so... I'm sorry, who sent you? Where's the camera? Yes, yeah, yeah. am I being punked? So, yeah, I think that's why that's they funny. do sort of get Claudia Black in that... Are you asking me what I want? <laughs> yes. Me, Michael. the star of the show, Michael Shane? <laughs> the star of this episode? Like, they need to give me at least two episodes per season where Chris and Amanda aren't here to annoy me. Yeah. <laughs> Mainly Chris. This is my contract so that I had an episode all to myself. <laughs> it's like, I have a, a feeling... I have a feeling his time. Chris Judge and I are going to have a falling out. So I'd like an episode without him, please. Mm. <laughs> I did have a little bit of a giggle um, when Hammond said uh, shields to maximum. I was like, hey, hey, hey. Why is that? I think it's from 200. Don't they say it in 200? Shields to maximum. Mm. Yep. So much of this episode like, is owed to Star Trek. Like the amount of oh, things. Oh, like, oh, That's one bitch. Our long, our long range senses have been scattered. Oh, shields to maximum. Just so many things are just like, yeah, that's a Trek reference. That's a Trek reference. Yeah. That's a Trek reference. I love it. I mean, that there, like, obviously, we were baiting you. We were just like, come on, it's got to come, yeah. you know. Brett's yeah, a Brennan fishing. He's like, hang on, I've just got my finger on it. I'm gonna, did I get a bite? Did I get a bite? Yeah. After I 10 mean, minutes, you're like, way. no, I didn't get a bite. <clears throat> you put your rod down to go get a beer. To... <laughs> <laughs> that's a way to later in the episode that's just a good idea so daniel when we're talking about daniel talking to those alien dudes with the han solo moment mm. there's like a whole chest of nakwada weapons grade nakwada grab yeah. a brick yeah. for fuck's sake yeah. grab two <laughs> what are you doing well it does poke holes Beam in it Bala. up it pokes holes in Bala's story too like her fake story is she needed a bigger ship a bigger ship a bigger ship mm. so she got this ship but then those two guys say, oh, just because it's a bigger shit, we're still only going to pay you the same amount. Mm. So surely yeah. they would have said the same thing to Vala. So what would she have done at that point? I think she would have been just shot them and stole Aquita. <laughs> but then why does she, what does she need the ship for then? She called it primitive. She said it was well, primitive. I think the Alcash got... An Asgard hyperdrive in it and she called it fucking primitive. It's got rings in it and beaming and fuck you, bitch. I think the Alcash got... <laughs> Just Primitive. got damaged too far beyond her. Beyond her, yeah. Again, this is the thing that I don't get. Couldn't she have gone to the cargo ship and done what Hammond did, or she just didn't want to risk that? Just set off well, the Hail Mary I beacon. Like, and... I feel like the through line is she started in the cargo ship, yes. and then she she. I don't know how a cargo ship attacks an Alkesh though, when a cargo ship doesn't have any weapons. She must have just she... ringed in. 
Yeah, she wanted the Alcash. Yeah. And then she was in the Alcash, but it was damaged. So then she decided she wanted Prometheus. That's why she sent out the distress call. Distress yeah, or she just faked the whole thing and like they, they were both her ships and she just set it up to look like it was a fight going on to try and lure some sucker in. And we'll never know. We'll never know. Yeah, but take a brick of knack. Weapons grade Nacquita, for God's sake. He, he was giving his best jack too and he was like, weapons grade Nacquita. That's nice. Yeah. Okay, mate. All right. It was that Christian Bale gif where he's ooh. yeah, ooh. Ooh. yeah, get the hard on for the weapons grade. All right, yeah. you've come a long way, Daniel. You've come a long way. <laughs> All right, well, that's uh, episode one hundred and seventy-four of Get Into Gate Prometheus Unbound. We are back in the Pegasus Galaxy next week, and Maddie, you better be ready because you know I don't know what we're going back to. He's looking oh. confused. Uh, oh, hot zone, hot zone. I'm nine. You are making that up. That's not I'm a real thing. Ninety percent sure it's hot zone. I mean, next SG one is it's good to be king. Oh, I remember this true, shit. True. Yeah. Hot zone, Mitchell. Hot zone. God, yeah. you're good on the top of your head there, Matty. Well done, oh, sir. Well done. Fantastic. If, I mean, if it was me, I'd have to check it, but not you. <laughs> not you me, are, sir. You are good. And no editing required whatsoever. <laughs> well, until then, you can check out all of our old podcasts uh, on well, plenty of podcasting apps. I think, I think we seem to be, and when I say we, I mean Brendan adding one every week, uh, it seems to seem so. Uh, you can check us out on your favorite podcasting outlet. Just search Get Into Gate, a Stargate podcast. Uh, hit us up on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Discord even. I'm getting notifications mm. like, I don't know, every couple of minutes when there's someone oh. taking part in some kind conversation that's going on in the game how are you getting those i don't i don't get those i don't it's it look it started when discord when when someone started up a chat for us Mm. and i'd never switched them off and it just keeps coming you must have so many notifications. Oh, mate. It, yeah. uh, it makes me look like I've got a lot of friends. So I don't know why it's not screaming at you. Well, actually, it, it started, but it didn't come with a tone. It's a silent notification. Oh. So it really... I've got one right now from 10 minutes ago. Uh, cable Guy Joe uh, simply re- replied with a Ralph Interesting. Again, I don't need to know what that means, but it happened. So I don't need to know that. what that means. <laughs> you know, and it's not uh, not Ralph with a P, so I think he's mistyped something interesting. I don't know. I don't really care. interesting. And the thing is, it says there, keep receiving notifications from the Discord app, keep or manage. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna. Of course, Mitch like is not gonna manage, manage anything. There, no. Manage, God, no. manage sounds like you have to wait five minutes to do something about. Yeah, it. which is why I just clear it and I'll worry about it next time. That's for future <laughs> Mitchell's problem. Jesus Christ. Uh, otherwise, hey, if you want to uh, drop us a long form email and uh, you know uh, drop something into the hairy mailbag, even um, just hit yeah. us, get into gate uh, at gmail.com. And if you'd like to see more of this podcast, Unbound. Check out our Patreon. Okay. I mean, I'm just working with what I've got here, guys. I mean, what? What? I mean, feel free. Feel free to spitball here. Prometheus is a hard yeah. word to try and fit in there. I, yeah. I, I, I sympathise. Yeah. I sympathise. Yeah. I mean, if you, if your, if your favourite <clears throat> um, aliens franchise movie is Prometheus. You're unboundly stupid, so come on over to our Patreon. I don't think anyone's favorite Look, franchise. Guys, if you're pro me, if you're oh. pro me, yes, the us, uh, 
you could be unbound on Patreon. Jump on board. Sure. Just, just, like, just like, just like a few oh. new Patreons we'd like to uh, welcome, guys. Welcome. Uh, Kenley Adams. Welcome. Kenley Adams. Kenley Adams. That's a very gender neutral name. I have no idea what we're dealing with here. So Ken I'm Adams. Welcome. Ken it's a bloody footy dad's cousin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the rim job, I'm going to call him. The rim job, Arnold Rimmer. Maddie, you can't join our own Patreon. <laughs> well, no, Arnold Rimmer is a character from Red Dwarf. So I think he's, he's having a bit of a laugh. <laughs> As they would say across the pond, he's having a bit of a laugh. You're so right. welcome. Welcome, Arnold. The rim uh, job. I said that in the email. So Yeah, well, there you go. He loved it. Uh, welcome, Timo Tioff. I said it with confidence. Uh, Did you believe me? Yes, I do. No, because you looked at us weird. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, Timo. Timo, Timo, right Timo. Timo. Obviously, we've got Australian eyes. It's Timo. 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 Timo, you shagger. Uh, Kelly Hodges. Welcome, Kelly. Hi, Jay. That's welcome. probably the probably the widest name I've ever heard. Kelly Hodges. <laughs> I mean, does it get any wider than that? I don't know. Justin Hodges. <laughs> Heaps what? Heaps what? I'll pretend to understand that reference. That's a football reference. He's uh, an indigenous we... bloke who plays with the Broncos. Ah, gotcha. In Queensland and Australia. Uh, maybe I'm just thinking Kelly. Kelly just seems seems like a white lady name. From Indiana, um, great people. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this one I've saved to last because I think Brendan and I have a bit of fun with this one. Welcome, Astria. Oh, Astria Porter. That's many Astria Porter. Oh, straight up our Astria Porter. <laughs> just, just, you know, just a four-man team, straight up our Astria Porter. <laughs> just, just open up the iris and just... Absolutely. Straight into the Astria. Jesus. Many Astria Porter. Astria, by God, you Absolutely. should. Have I, have I done this joke to death? Are we, is that... I mean, no, I, I don't go. understand the reference, so... Um, I'm going to go to Shellcake Manemron now. It's from a show called Stargate Mitchell. It's from yeah. a show called Stargate, where right. they, uh, uh, one of the names for the Stargate is the Astri- the ancient name for the, for the Stargate. Yeah. I've said it maybe 10 times. Uh, no. Astria Porter. Many Astria Porter. I would swear on the life of everyone in the house I'm currently in that you've never said that word before. So... Wow. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I guess you better go murder suicide the shit out yeah. of that. Look forward, to, look forward to seeing your entire family in body bags on the news. In the no, I'm saying if I, if you, if I had to swear that I do not recall that word ever being said, I oh, 100% oh, believe that. that I've oh, yeah, never. we get that. I'm but not if, saying. I'm if not you saying. Swear if on you, their lives. I'm not saying. No, but I'm. I'm not saying. Oh, if you've ever said it, I'll kill everyone. Like. Yeah. <laughs> But if you swear on their lives, you've never heard it, and we know you have heard it. Doesn't that mean yeah. you have oh, okay. to listen to it? Okay, yeah, no, okay. Well, I misspoke then. It's not that I've. Yeah. It's not that I haven't heard it. It's that I don't remember it. That oh, I have okay. no well, that we believe. Yeah. That we believe. Yeah. No, we know that. that. We know. We actually know that. Oh, you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got a separate podcast about the shit you don't know, and we're up to two hundred episodes. <laughs> we got next a different week. messenger chat. <laughs> Mitch doesn't know shit. Oh man, <laughs> don't think cool. I don't know about a separate messenger <laughs> chat. 
if you haven't started one, I'll start one for you and get guys just going to start and this. leave the chat. Have, just, just have some fun here. I know you'll need an outlet. Mitch has left, Mitch has left the chat. I know you could talk about on the group one that we already have, and I probably won't see it for a while, but look, this is a safe space. Uh, yeah. Be yourself. Mitch won't be here. Okay. Mitch has left the conversation. Uh. Bang. Uh, all right. We'll be back next week and talk some more Rust Stargate. Atlantis. Can't wait to get all hot up in your zones. Yeah. Yeah, you'll have a bit of fun with that Patreon cell next week. Hey, Mitch, you might say we might get some Pegasus Astria Porter. Oh, God. I love that word. I love it every time you say it. He loves getting his Astria Porter pegged, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Yeah, I knew that about before I even watched Stargate, mate. That's that's actually how we met. Get into Geek. Talking about a good pegging, Passion Mm. of the Christ 2. Oh, Revenge of the Christ. (laughs) <laughs> Which first, I was going to write that on the tweet. I'm like, oh, that's so. That's. I'll I'll wait till I'm sober and think who, about who, who came up with that idea first? You guys or Family Guy? It was definitely us. Family yeah, no, Guy didn't exist. Yeah, <laughs> we honestly school. very very early. Yeah, we're in like yeah high school, oh, no. like film school just, actually, just like just the, after, yeah. just after yeah. when Passion came out, and I just like I was writing it as if it was going to be like a radio interview. Um, oh. they were interviewing the writer director who wasn't Mel Gibson it was someone else who like came back to no the, the radio person was interviewing the film reviewer who had just seen <laughs> Passion 2 The Revenge of the Christ wow and it was basically like the ending of Scarface was the start of this film Even it was crustier. like yeah Christ, yeah Christ just like busts in on people and just murders everyone just like T2 like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Hasta look, la vista, Judas. Say hello to my little disciples. Yeah. <laughs> Just throwing crucifixes at everybody, yeah. like, ninja, like stars. ninja stars. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so look, you know, Seth MacFarlane. It could have been the same time, but I didn't watch Star, a Family Guy for at least another six years. So, um, no. you know, potato, potato. I mean, yeah. Great minds think alike, basically. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, so, Family Guy come in. Two thousand nine, two thousand. Yeah. Was it really that early? Yeah, it was pretty yeah. early. Yeah, well, it's been cancelled like twice. Mm. And had yeah. a couple of years off in between, in between those seasons. But yeah, they've they've been doing it for 20 years. And all I can say to our fair listeners that don't fear. When The Passion of the Christ 2 really does come out, we'll oh. be here to review yeah. the shit out of it. Okay? Would you almost say would you almost say don't fear the reaper? Is that is that, mm-hmm. is that we could Christ, play that song. Is that crusty enough? Is that Yeah, that's, there's there's some kind of religious reference mm-hmm. in there, I assume. Mm-hmm. I mean none of us are real godly, but mm-hmm. uh supernatural, I guess. Yeah, well yeah. at least we'll at least throw in a couple of songs from there. Just to you know, just really connect. I actually with the have audience. to admit I liked the Passion of the Christ a lot. Oh, so did I. I, I never saw it. <laughs> No, really I good. I did, and then what I enjoyed more was going home with my girlfriend at the time, who was mm. not really religious, but far more than me, and she didn't like it. And I said, "Why?" And she goes, "That's not how it happened in the book." <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, the good about? book. She so, says, I mean, I've I've said the same thing about Harry Potter, mate. So it's fine. You <laughs> know, like, they're, they're both completely fictional <laughs> characters. Like, in in so the movie, he's carrying, he's carrying the funny. cross through the city. You know, where everyone's like, shame, shame, stoning him and shit. And he falls over like eight times in the film where they, and he's bleeding, blood pissing out of his body. And she's like, in the Bible, he only fell over three times. I'm like, are you telling me you don't like that entire film because 
a guy that was near crippled because of how many times he'd been whipped and yeah. beaten because he was saying that he was the son of the God that he fell over too many times. And that was unbelievable. It's about a bloke that came back to life after being dead for three days. But the <laughs> fact that he fell over two more times makes the whole story a little bit questionable. Yeah. That, that white guy from Egypt circa 2000 years ago. Yeah. Sure. yeah. You know, that I, guy I, from the middle East, and his best friend's name was Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> and his name was Jesus. Um, <laughs> Here's something I have about his name. Have, has anyone ever considered the fact that maybe Kesha was just not ahead of her time, but behind her time? Maybe, maybe Christ's name was actually just Chris, but he, he wrote it like Kesha and he signed <laughs> it with like a, a crucifix at the end and everyone just started calling him Christ. But he's, it's actually Chris. Like the power of Chris compels you. I was really wondering where you were going to go with this when you're like, has anyone considered... And in a, in a discussion about Jesus and God and religion and a film about mm. those th- those three things, your first reference was Kesha. Kesha. I was yeah. like, man, he is really going out. But it was yeah. brilliant. It was brilliant. I, I mean, maybe. it's Ty Dollar Sign all over again. Like, you know, if you want to <laughs> I mean, I don't think reference. I could tell you a Kesha song. I don't think oh. I've ever heard oh, of Oh, mate, don't stop. Let it pop. DJ, blow my speakers up tonight. Oh, why didn't you say so? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the party don't start till I walk in, mate. You know, right, what about no. Timber with uh, um, with Flowrider or Pitbull or whoever she sung that song with? Probably song neither about, of those I'm, people. I'm yelling, Timberlake. I'm yelling Timber, yeah. Timberland. What about the TikTok? Um, whenever you tell me I'm pretty, that's when the hunger really hits me. Your oh. little goes pitter patter. I want your liver on a platter. Stir your finger. No, use your finger to stir my tea. Then for dessert, I'll suck your teeth. It's teeth. She says I'll suck your teeth. It's a song about cannibalism, guys. So Hell that's yeah. fun. That's fun. There's the like, sixteen the sixteen year old girls dancing to a song about cannibalism on TikTok if you want to get involved. Mate, it's been cancelled in the US, mate. Can't get it anymore. Mm, yeah, because because that, that's what I read. In America, guns, fine. TikTok and Kinder Surprise kills people. <laughs> get rid of it. Get rid of it. I mean I mean like da- a bunch of sluts in bikinis dancing. Yeah. Dancing to videos my, and, and chocolate, that. chocolate with non edible things inside them. Oh mate, that kills people. Fucking guns don't kill people. Kinder surprises kill people. Guns don't kill people, mate. People do. Yeah. People with, ki- does. people with kinder surprises. Kill I was people. standing in Subway behind a guy with four holsters on his belt. Perfectly fine. I saw some chicks dancing to Jason Derulo on TikTok, and I'm like, for fucking Chinese. Oh. Mm-hmm. Cancel this shit. Take get it off my in- get it off my internets. Yeah. <laughs> they're uh, you know, they're just stripping away our liberties, just <laughs> National security. It's a national security issue, guys. Yeah. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. Perfectly okay. Yeah. And how can I, how can I just smash as much chocolate in my face? The slides on TikTok are going to be devoured. Oh, TikTok mate. is taking away my privacy. Now let me go on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and complain about it. Yeah. Let me go on only Hashtag subscribe to my YouTube channel. <laughs> Melania said I can't f- go on TikTok anymore. Spending too much time on TikTok. So we're going to ban it. Yeah. Okay. It's not available anymore. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next week. I don't know where I cut that, but I've cut it yeah. somewhere. There was a lot there. Sure. There's a lot.